Misha Caldwell. Jamie Lee Wounded Era. JoJo Stryker. Tierra Richmond, also known as Kiki Collier. China Doll Dupree. Sierra McKelvin. Jaquarius Holland. Alfonso Watson. Che Reed. Kenneth Bostic. Cheryl Faulkner. Ken McFadden. Kendra Marie Adams. Avalaray Barron. Ebony Morgan. T.T. Dangerfield. Guinevere Riversong. Kiwi Herring. Kashmir Nazir Red. Derica Banner. So how do we have a podcast? How do we transition into our podcast? I don't know. Right? How do we just go about our regularly scheduled programming in this country? That's what happens. You just read people's names. We just become a name that people read or a punctuation of somebody's point. The activism has the activism has been to say her name, which I'm here for. Her, but what I, what am I doing in the meantime? Or what are you doing in the meantime to protect the lives of our most vulnerable, especially black trans women? Right. And that's a question we all have to ask ourselves, cis mm-hmm. and trans people. Um, but especially cis people. Mm-hmm. What are cis people doing to protect the lives of trans folks that have protected you right. in your communities or who have been your caretaker or your guardian or your parent? Right. Or served you food? Or who have you worked with closely? Cis folks are accountable. There's no other way to put it. Right. We're accountable. We get to walk around the world without any contesting of our gender, our gender identity, our gender expression. It's not contested. And if it is, if it's somewhere outside of the quote-unquote norm, we can protect ourselves by saying, oh, here's my ID. This is who I am. Right. Or don't hurt me. This is, you know, this is my name and this is who I am. Right. And people will believe us. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't see my face. <laughs> you can only hear my voice, but I get tired of reading all the names. I get tired of um, activism that is limited and that doesn't feel really active at all in the sense that it doesn't necessarily stop people from dying. It's harm reduction mm-hmm. is what I feel like um, a lot of the organizing that happens around the gender binary is. Or it's cute to talk about gender. Um, it's in vogue. It's a, it's a, um, a part of some magazine's column, but it's not necessarily shift it in the ways that it needs to for the communities impacted the most. I think I I hear what you're saying and that it seems like a one-off or an occasional um, discourse around trans identities. And I see that oftentimes in my sex education work where people will hire me to teach in their schools, but then they'll want classes to be gender segregated. Right. And I, you know, invite them to explore what does that mean? Right. What how do how does a class become gender segregated if gender is not binary? How can I teach gender is not is is not binary and then segregate the classes? Right. How can I that's not that's not possible. It also creates a dynamic that that insinuates the only two people that are going to be engaging in some sort of sexual activity are a cis man and a cis woman. And it also insinuates that cis men cannot learn about the anatomy of that may be different from theirs. Right. And vice versa. It insinuates that they cannot learn about the gender 
or various genders. I mean, they will in my class, but it insinuates that they need particular information. It continues this idea that women are different than men. And they need different. Um, they need different spaces. They cannot be together because when they're together and they talk about sex, especially at a young age, means that they're just going to have sex in the classroom, right? Right. And I think that that's. It, I mean, it's bullshit. But not only that, it's an erasure once again of mm-hmm. trans and gender nonconforming children, mm-hmm. and it also makes the assumption that there aren't trans and gender non-conforming fourth graders in that room who can also benefit from sex ed and there was one school that i um was going to teach at what long long time ago where they had a trans student and a gender non-conforming student this was an elementary school and they still wanted us to teach in gender segregated spaces they wanted the students to choose what their gender was and then they could choose what class they were in. That's horrible. And I explained to them that we, I would then be teaching at least 50 different classes. Right. Because gender is, 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 it's not just two, but it's also not four either. Right. I think some folks think it's, oh, it's cis, we- cis women, cis men, trans women, trans men, and gender nonconforming people. That's and that's not, it. That's not how it works. It is way more vast than that. If your gender identity today is lamp, then that's your gender identity. I don't say that with Jess. I say that with all seriousness. Right. Language is, the English language especially, but all language is limiting. And there's not a lot of language to describe folks' gender identity. And they don't have to fit within those norms ever. And I don't think that it's fair to expect a young person with a developing brain around their gender to have to explain that. Right. Or to have to put it down on a piece of paper so I can teach them a particular sex education that conforms to their gender. That's right. ridiculous. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, and this, again, like you said, it all contributes. I wish folks could make that connection. It all contributes to the death of trans women, especially black trans women. Because folks want to have them write down on a box who they are and explain that and not have it not have it that other people are confused by their identity. Right. They don't they don't want to be confused or uncomfortable or or threatened or whatever nonsense by genders that exist beyond their purview. Right. And that's why they murder them. Because it's all about control at the end of the day. Yeah. Whether it's the police or whether it's regular ass people in the street and an intimate it's partner all about intimate part it's all about control let me control the gender binary is all about controlling control what i know what i understand mm-hmm. because if i don't understand it it's confusing and that's too much and this and this is not consigned just to the deaths of trans women the gender binary kills cis people as well and it always has absolutely and it impacts them and oftentimes when we talk about gender we only throw emphasis on trans folks and that's just not that's not fair yeah yeah if there's anybody that understands gender the best it is trans people right and they should be teaching anyone living outside of the binary right right but i think the the assumption is they should be teaching it to us yeah and that's not their labor to hold at all cis people need to be teaching gender and need to be teaching how oppressive it is. Well, I think before cis people do anything, they need to be talking about it amongst themselves. Yeah. And they need to be discovering their own gender identity yeah. and really grappling with the question of gender and the binary in their own individual lives and in their own individual relationships, mm-hmm. especially their intimate partnerships, mm-hmm. um, where they do exert that same level of control over where cis men routinely exert that same level of control over their cis woman partners. Yep. And I don't think a lot of people, you know, talk about that. Like I hear, you know, some people saying dumb shit like, Oh, you know, trans women or cis women will say trans women, they stealing our men and all this dumb ass. It is dumb. Mm-hmm. Rather than interrogating like the, the relationships that they're in it's always like this outward blame or to explain why cis relationships oftentimes are, are relationships in general but this particular emphasis on c- conversations around cis relationships why they end or you know side chicks and niggas cheating and you know there's always this other kind of emphasis it's always this outward placement of mm-hmm. the issue and problem rather than looking to cishood and looking to the binary 
as and of course white supremacist patriarchy first and foremost but looking at the way that's iterated in the in the binary in cis relationships as a cause of a problem right because i think cis people are the problem um well it's anyone that upholds the binary if If you're upholding the binary because there are trans folks that pass Mm -hmm that uphold the binary to a point that's to the detriment. Someone named Caitlyn Jenner does that. Caitlyn Jenner is a trans woman and she upholds the binary. And she also upholds very problematic standards that impact her own community. So it's, I mean, I definitely... Well, she's also white. Yeah, that's true. So we can't... Exactly. So the conversation really is about whiteness and the ways in which, once again, we are indoctrinated to it. Yeah. Even as trans and gender non-conforming people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of our top five things. I'll just spill it right now. But you cannot talk about gender without talking about its intersections. You cannot. You cannot do it. You're right. And people try to do it all the time. I see panels with trans folks where no questions are geared to their race, their socioeconomic status, their, you know, where they went to school, what access they have, all of these things. And it's not, it's not present. No. So it's just not what possible area of the to country talk. They, right. Yep. It's not it's not possible to talk about those things. It's just not. Right. So we're gonna get to it. Welcome to Hood Rap. Oh, we just went off. To head rap. <laughs> we have a whole intro plan for y'all, but fuck all that. We have our bonus episode on gender today. We yeah. have been bookending this and parking lotting it and yeah. all those other dumb things that facilitators say and hey, use no when shade. they want no shade 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 um when they want to just get to something very pertinent but not right now and now is the time that we have a conversation about gender and i'm so honored to have the of the the privilege and the ability to talk about this with erica um somebody who is trained in this knowledge and is a master um, as some people would call it, um, around human sexuality, which includes topics like gender. One thing I'll say to that, thank you, Pops. Love you too. I really appreciate that. I am actually a master in this. I have my master's of education in human sexuality. Right. So I do know a lot about gender, but I also will assert that everyone knows a lot about gender. Yeah. It's just that they have try to push it down, move away from what they know about gender to conform to a standard. Absolutely. Black people do it all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. You know lots of things about gender. I do. Mm-hmm. But I'm trans. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you are And trans. I've always been. You've always been trans. It is yeah. not something that you came upon. No, no. I mean, there's... You may like, have came upon the language, but not upon the identity. I mean, even when I came upon identity, I realized that I just didn't want to use the word trans because trans was connoted negatively in my mind because Mm -hmm. of what society told me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's important to remember that, you know, a year or two or three or four ago, trans was not in the mouths of Teen Vogue. Trans was not a part of the national consciousness in the ways that it is now and not in the mouths or featured in publications, national publications, as widely as it is. Um, It is totally in vogue to talk about trans issues now, and it's a way for people to indicate that they are aligned with leftist or liberal or progressive values. Right. Rather than it being just the way... Someone identifies. Someone, someone right. identifies. Right. It's become that doesn't a make cause. you liberal. Right. Yes. It's become a cause. Right. Oh, I have trans friends. It's yeah. the same as I have black friends. It's the same rhetoric mm-hmm. around that, mm-hmm. and so I think that's what I'm more frustrated with. It's using. It's using an oppressed group for your benefit. Yes. Which is not unusual. Not unusual. But I think it's also using but with no other palpable benefit nobody's leveraging their cis privilege or their white privilege to help black trans women being killed at alarming rates right hrc human rights campaign and glad and all of these other organizations will talk about the numbers and you know have canned pictures of candles lit and Mm -hmm. you know these nice digital vigils of victims of violence but not have one black trans woman working in the office or on the board right or on the board right. or, or in leadership positions right. in their in right. their organization right so that is my frustration yeah 
It's all about commemorating their death, but never lifting their life. Yes. And with that, I think we can go into, you know, bike drop. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think we can go into some questions. Questions. So that people often talk about, babe. So they, you're, you're a sexuality educator. You hear people say a number of dumb things, but it's in part your job to field some of these questions. Not all the time, but when you got, I wouldn't say that they're dumb things that people say. I'm not, not a sex educator. If so you're in I my classroom, stupid. it's not dumb. But if you're outside of a classroom, I don't have really much space for it at all. By dumb, I really just mean harmful. Or I, I, I don't mean dumb, but I do. I, I am passing a little bit of judgment on people who ask questions that seem deliberately denigrative mm-hmm. or like. We'll get to some of those. Let, I'll just ask you some questions that are widely um distributed people don't really know about okay cool or maybe they do but this they clear do up they're not they're no folks. you're right there are no dumb questions i'm an elitist scumbag all right here we go <laughs> does your gender inform your sexuality what do you think about that does gender inform your sexuality and bisexuality in this question i guess i'm talking about sexual orientation identity mm-hmm. there's different language around that mm-hmm. you can maybe talk a little bit more so gender, your gender identity does not inform your sexuality. It can, but it doesn't inform it. So the traditional gender model is that you are born female, assigned sex female at birth. Then you will grow up to be a woman. You will fall in love with a man. You will have sex with men and you will identify as feminine. However, what has come out in the light with lots of research, and I could get you the actual people that research this, but there's a lot of different hands and a lot of co-opting and stealing, as you can imagine, in education, is that there is the authentic gender model, which shows that the person is sex is assigned at birth at various um, different spaces. So they can either be assigned sex at birth, female, male, intersex, or something else, something that we haven't discovered yet, or something that we don't have language for yet. Their gender identity could be anything, could be woman, could be man, could be trans woman, could be gender nonconforming, could be gender queer, gender fuck, so on and so forth. And it could change throughout time. Their sexual identity, just the same, that could be attracted to men, they could be attracted to women, they could be attracted to various people it doesn't matter their gender which is pansexual so on and so forth and that could also change over time and then there's also you know who they fall in love with which is also distinct from who you're sexually attracted to who you're romantically attracted to those are two different things so long story short gender does not inform your sexuality and a lot of people go off of use that have been it's been embedded in us that cinderella will you know she'll find her fucking gold slipper and then um the dude she'll find it from a prince and the prince won't be gender non-conforming it'll be a cis man and they're gonna fall in love and be together forever sleeping beauty is woken up by a kiss right not from a woman right right simba or on her vulva simba didn't find another not unlike another nyla which i thought was a gender not gender neutral name but but Nyla was um, a cis, I guess, I don't even know Lions. if animals can be cis or trans necessarily. That's something to discover, but right. was another, you know, uh, different gender being. It wasn't a same gender lion. So we get all of those examples, and those are just a few from just Disney movies, which are prominent in a lot of people's lives in the United States. So just from that alone, the... Oh, you know, the, I guess I don't want to say original, but the traditional gender model is just embedded in our brains. And that's what we think we need to follow when we're pregnant. You know, lots of my friends have been pregnant recently and it's even hard for them to say, you know, oh, we're having a boy. And when they're, when the child is born, then they'll be able to decide their gender. But for now we're having a boy and that's, it's, I I hear them on that and not being able to, you know, really just say, we're having what we're having. Like we don't know the gender of the child until the child says so, because so much of that is embedded in the things that we consume. Decorating a child's room from the crib to the paint on the walls is all embedded with gender being in a traditional sense. Yes. So again, it, it does not inform. And if we could continuously move away from this traditional gender model, which oppresses us, as we said in the beginning segment, and move to an authentic gender model, we'd be much better off. 
got a follow-up question. Yes. What is the institutional benefit, though? Because what you said about um, people and their pregnancy announcements, it's like, okay, I don't want to say the gender of my child. I'm going to wait, but I'll go ahead and say it's a girl or a boy. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a little counterintuitive. I know that it's difficult to branch out of that box, Mm -hmm. but why do people still insist on being like, I'm just going to call my child their sex assigned at birth, even though I know that this child will be able to decide their own gender. And I know that gender doesn't work this way, mm-hmm. but I'm still actually against the knowledge that I have of it. I'm still going to adhere to it anyway. So what is, what is that about? I think it takes a lot of courage to live into live and exist within the authentic gender model because so much of our society is wrapped around the traditional gender model. So when you're outside of it, there's way more explaining you have to do. If I'm pregnant and you ask me what I'm having, I say a boy, you know, leave me alone. If I say, I don't know, they decide their gender when they get older. You know how many questions I'm going to have to ask? Just even walking around existing as a femme. People say, you know, oh, what's a femme? What's that mean? You got to give a whole dissertation Mm -hmm. about gender for people to actually leave you alone. Like, oh, wow, I saw some things about that. It's again, like we say about racism, you got to read. You have to do your own research around these things. You can't be asking the folks who commit their lives, live their lives inside of, because they have no choice, inside of the authentic gender model. Right. Absolutely. So, once again, if you have questions about that, email us at hoodratsandheadwraps at gmail.com. I have a shit ton of questions, but Erica is going to goad me to continue on and tell me about time. So I'm going to try to be good, but I still have hella questions about that because I just feel like you, there comes a time where our ideologies have to align with our actions. Mm -hmm. And I think, yes, there is a lot of pressure to just conform because Mm -hmm. you don't have to explain yourself Mm -hmm. or your life or your decisions. Mm -hmm. But it's also like, this is a child. It's a human. Mm -hmm. Why is gender so prominently figured in a pregnancy? Like, it's just Capitalism. Like, it's a human, it's a child. Capitalism. Wouldn't you be thrilled to just be having a child come out? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, to be you're thrilled, but it's also people want, they want to have a little girl so they can shop with the little girl, so they can put the little girl in dresses and have her wear pink and pierce her ears and she can play makeup and dress up in her mom's clothes. Like, that is what comes mm-hmm. out of the mouths of people mm-hmm. because that is, again, what we've been taught. That's what yeah. we're taught that, quote unquote, girls are going to do. Right. And that's just not the case. Or inversely, I want to have a boy so that I be can... Be a football player. because yeah, I never got to be one and all this. So right. we place... Okay, so all right. We place our own shit on kids. The, right. Adults are in the way. I say that all the time in my work. Adults are in the way. Youth, kids catch on to understanding gender faster than any individual I've ever seen ever. Yeah. It is the easiest thing I teach um, sex education in elementary schools. And youth will say, yep, gender is an experience. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. What is right. the cartoon? Steven Universe. Yes. Steven yes. Universe is is revolutionary in that sense. And because it's a cartoon, not a lot of adults watch, but some do, but it is geared to young people and they love it. And they're, they're getting as an example through their media that gender is an experience and they're going to grow up very differently than we did. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because we had Disney. We had Disney, which yeah. is trash. So, <laughs> question and number. I like Bambi. I used to fuck with Bambi. Oh, too. I cry. I didn't yeah. know. You know, my mom would fast forward the beginning. I didn't know that Bambi, my, Bambi's mom, died until I was like seventeen years Why old. I'm not kidding. She just didn't let me see it. And when I was when I got older, it's my dad. When I got um, oh, Erica's father's calling. My dad just because you can't me. see. <laughs> right. When I got older, I found out. Right. Moving on to question number two. Are there differences between men and women? So for sake of time, this is a binary-based question. So the answer is no, always. This is all inside of the binary, and the binary does not exist. Gender does not exist inside of a binary. But what if men is more strong than women? It's not true. Men are not physically more Have you strong seen Serena Williams? Huh? Have you seen that woman? 
Have you seen her? Is she, but does she identify? Do we know? She identifies as a woman? She does. She does. She Mm -hmm. says shit like that all the time. Mm -hmm. She said having a baby has made her feel more like a woman. Oh, Jesus. But then she was interviewed and someone was like, how do you feel about being the first tennis player, woman, something, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah. And she was like, I'm, or how do you feel about being the first woman athlete to accomplish so on and so forth? And she was like, "Um, I actually would prefer it as the first athlete. So I don't know. Maybe she's trying to change her brand to get softer because she's with the white man. Oop, I said it. Yep, oh. yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, well, shit, I ain't going to sit up here and disagree with you. All right, so binary-based question moving on from that. Yes. So the answer again, are there a difference between men and women in the binary-based question? No, it doesn't work like that. There's, there's biologically speaking, if you're speaking about people that have, that are assigned sex at birth male and their chromosomal makeup is male, then they have more testosterone in their body. If there is someone that is a chromosomal makeup as female that, you know, the medical industry has named those two things, then there are differences in the amounts of testosterone and estrogen that you have in your body. Yes. But that varies throughout every, um, sex assigned at birth. Right. So it varies between people who are female and it varies between people who are male. Right. It varies with people who are intersex. So this question excludes a a lot of people and that's why it's silly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And dumb, like I said, yes. (laughs) What is cisgender? That's how people talk. What's cisgender? What's cisgender? What is cis, cis is the Latin um, prefix, prefix prefix for same. So you say cisgender when you are talk when you're identifying your gender identity as a match for your sex assigned at birth. And we say match loosely in the sense of that's how society has understood these things, right? When I spoke about the traditional gender model, that's how that relates. It's you are sex assigned at birth female and you identify as a woman. So that makes you cisgender. Um, Yep. And you wouldn't say there's people that will say things like, oh, I'm not trans. That's not appropriate to say. You just say you are cisgender. And when you're speaking about women period you could be speaking about anyone but if you're creating an event or things like that you need to be specific of who is invited to that event and who is safe at that event right something like the women's march right Mm -hmm. i don't know who that event was safe for it happened all over the country in many cities but i don't know that trans folks were actually safe there with people walking around with pussy hats I don't know that that's necessarily safe for folks who are gender nonconforming and don't necessarily identify as a woman per se, but maybe they are gendered right in the world as a woman. So their gender attribution also matters how people attribute what people attribute gender to you. What does that look like? Because that's also how you have to walk through life. Got it. It's navigating that. Got it. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you a personal question? Uh, Sure. Um, do you identify, what's your gender identity, babe, for people who don't know? My gender identity is on a regular basis, femme. And do you feel like you're cis? Because sometimes I'm not, I'm, I'm cis, am I cis past? I don't even know. I don't know if I'm cis, I, so I, I navigate the world in a very different way. Mm-hmm. And I always have, where people read my gender a number of ways. That's why I joke and I call myself a he, she, because people... <laughs> read my gender in a number of different ways you of call yourself a he she because of an ignorant ass boss in the past said it to you yeah. and that's why you say it now as a way to reclaim that fucking pain for when she said that or they said that right um but moving on from that we'll we'll, we'll go back to me but babe, i'm really interested and i know you and sometimes you say things like you don't identify you don't feel cis all the time yeah, I don't know that I am cisgender. I don't know that that is my experience. When people say that I'm a woman, I will, you know, go into that, sure. But I don't necessarily identify as a cis woman, per se. And I don't have the language to explain what my gender is. Femme has worked really well, but it's also that people don't always fucking acknowledge that. And I guess I get tired. Mm. I, my gender identity is tired. Okay. That works. <laughs> 
that works. Gender identity. That works. So, but you definitely. But I also, have, but I have the. I have cis privilege. Word up. No one is questioning my gender. That's me. That's questioning it. No one else is constantly. What is? What are you? What's your gender identity? What's? What's? I don't have to answer that question ever. Or being like, sir, ma'am, ma'am, sir, sir, ma'am, ma'am, right. sir, sir. <laughs> right. When people say, "Hey, ladies," I don't necessarily. I cringe, but I don't necessarily have to correct you them. Don't like being called lady. I hate being and called I'm lady. Palpably seeing your. I also hate being called response. Miss, like Miss Erica Hart. I hate that. I used to like that when I was about fourteen, but right. I hate that now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and if I were to answer the question, yes. of course, I identify as trans, trans masculine. I'm a trans man, but honestly, I'm just a man. Um, I'm just a dude. I'm. But that dude, I'm not. No, I'm just a cool young nigga. You know what I mean. <sighs> Jesus. Um, and I do identify as a nigga. My gender identity is nigga. a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, but we'll talk. We'll probably talk about that some more um, because I'm really red in a lot of different ways. But I'm also just misgendered a shit ton um, yep. in life, and people constantly are looking at the way my body is. Um, I have wide hips. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm black and I'm red sometimes as a black femme, but then also sometimes. I'm red as a black man and, and things like I got in somebody's Uber and, um, I didn't realize that they were, you know, they read me as my gender identity and it was a femme presenting person. They was hella scared and they mm-hmm. kept like looking back out the mirrors. It was like 11 o'clock in like West Oakland. Mm-hmm. I got picked up hella late at night mm-hmm. and they was like, kept looking back. And so I started making conversation with them to make them feel comfortable because mm-hmm. I could tell that they were dumbass nervous to have me. They right. also could just been racist. That it could have been, been a, the case. A, a combination, like you say. Right. You can't look at a trans person's life or anybody's life without looking at its at, intersections. At its intersections. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, that's that's something I grapple with a lot. I really walk through the world being constantly misgendered. It feels super violent. Um, yeah, that's one. That's a big thing that I'm grappling with with my gender. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a question of what it is, but a question of like, if I go on tea or if once my breasts get cut off, like what is going to have people stop misgendering me? Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do to stop them from doing it? Like how, what, how more masculine do I got to look or present? Do I have to be like adhere to toxic masculinity, like, and talk mm-hmm. shit in a barbershop when niggas is like, bitches ain't shit. Like, what do I have to do in order to blend, mm-hmm. um, or, adhere to masculinity in a way that makes me feel safe Mm -hmm. but of of course at the expense of fems Mm -hmm. of all gender identities yeah um and you always tell me like you know i'm not transitioning the world is right and that's just real nigga shit yeah all day yeah and you also tell me that it really doesn't matter what i do it doesn't matter people are still gonna misgender you yeah but the how how it lives is that you need to keep changing mm-hmm. and, and and i think that that's very real and, mm-hmm. and um authentic and i think that there's i can't <clears throat> say oh don't you know don't change or don't get top surgery or don't dress in a particular way you want you should be able to dress in the ways that affirm your gender i'm able to why shouldn't you be able to Right. You should be addressed in the ways that affirm your gender. You should be able to walk into any bathroom that makes you feel comfortable without being harassed. You should be able to sit at a restaurant table and have people address you in the ways that get your food to the table, not in the ways that stop you way from to, I just want ordering food. fucking food because you. you you are now caught off guard because they've come with, oh, hey, ladies. Like, yeah, no, I really, I don't care what you say, ladies, sir. I prefer you say none of that shit, but where my food? Right. Your food is coming. <laughs> we have the food. What would you like to order? Like, that's about it as right. far as the table. Right. Restaurant banter. All right, so we're going to go. Thank you, baby. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. That. I don't think you said your pronouns. Um, He, him, exclusively. What about yours? She, they pronouns. Word up. Yep. What do you mean gender is in your brain? I thought it was in my drawers. I put panties. Erica wrote panties in the notes, but I say drawers. Drawers. I couldn't say that word for a long time. You know, drawers, drawers, drawers. Oh, drawers. Draw. Ooh, drawers. I like how you say it. Drawers, drawers, drawers. I remember I was younger. I used to laugh at Luther Vandross' name. So why? Because <laughs> it sounds like draws. I remember just killing over. How does it over. sound like draws? Luther Vandross? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I 
all coming back. All right, baby. So you you know you got to like your jacket and everything, and you really tell people how it is. Gender is in your brain, um, but people think it's in the, in their underpants. Right, but this goes back to the first question, right? Or no, it doesn't. It goes back to when I was explaining. Um, traditional gender or the traditional gender model and the authentic gender model. Mm-hmm. It's all based in that the traditional gender model says that all of these things inform each other. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. Gender is in your brain. It's not in your pants. It's not that your sex assigned at birth informs your gender identity. Your gender identity is how you interpret the chromosomes that are made up in your body. And it's you telling me what your gender is, despite your sex assigned at birth, despite what you're wearing, despite who you like, despite your pronouns, despite who you want to bang. Like you said, like it doesn't matter. So it's in your brain. I say that so much because I want people to move away from this, assuming other people's gender. You can't assume another person's gender. That's why so many people are saying, Hey guys, or Hey ladies. And we'll get to guys in a minute, but that's not, those are no way to address folks where you don't know their gender. Right. So, we're going to go right into, because Erica is blowing my mind, um, 69 times. You nasty. I think I'm just horny, and that's why I segue in that manner. But yeah, so, (laughs) right, so this whole conversation around, these are top five things people say that are hella stupid about gender. And these things are certified stupid. They are unequivocally (laughs) stupid. They are stupid in the classroom. They are no. stupid in the bedroom. Um, this These make absolutely no sense. And I want to talk about them and regard them in a way that will have people feel ashamed to use them or to adhere to this rhetoric. That's why I'm using words. That is one way to have people stop using stuff. Shame, shame them. Shame them. It, that is actually work. Seatbelts. Using seatbelts. That whole campaign. In the 80s and the 90s, people were not using their seatbelts. So they used fear as in you will die if you don't wear your seatbelt and people started clicking, right? Click it or ticket or get a ticket, right? right? Or threaten with money. But all this fear of getting in trouble or death had people actually use it. Yeah. So shame does work. It is uh, a tactic inside yeah. of behavior change. Okay. And because of time, we are not going to go through each and every one of these. We're going to read them though, but I'm not going to give you a long ass synopsis. Man. Guys is gender neutral. Guys, it's not gender neutral. Number one, guys is gender neutral. Hey, guys. What's up, guys? All right, guys. Love you guys. Bye, guys. Hi, guys. Bye, guys. Hi, guys. Guys. It's not a gender neutral term. Folks, my people, my booze, bays, lovers, hey, friends, all gender neutral. Guys is not a gender neutral term. The only guys you should be talking about, only time you should be saying guy when you address a young nigga like me is when you talking about... Teddy Riley, Aaron Hall, and the other person that was a part of God. And I don't remember. I know one of y'all remember his name. I think it was three people. Do me, baby, baby tonight. Boop, 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 boop. That's the only time that I want to hear about God. That's it. Number two. Her dad wasn't in her life. That's why she wants attention from men. This is stupid. Stop saying it. Got it. I'm so tired of that. In every, it's usually in a lot of uh, black um, publications where this is written. Where this 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 statement is not only rooted in gender oppression, but it's also inside of just sexual expression being um, shunned. Yeah. So it's really important that we stop doing that as a whole. It's ridiculous. Yes. And my dad being around has nothing to do with how often or how little I want to have sex. Yes. And <laughs> emphasis on the often. Be quiet. Um, and so just a quick little uh, segue. I really want, I really love talking to black people because I think black people, um, blackness as it is on a diasporic level is, is not gendered. Like we don't use, we naturally use gender neutral language. In black vernacular, like they, my mama always talking about they, this, I'm talking about, you know, me to somebody else when I do something, she don't like they did, right. but literally talking about me. So they, then theirs being a part of, um, African-American vernacular English, 
all sorts of gender neutral language, bae, booze, all the shit mm-hmm. that black people come up with, cuz, blood, all the ways in which we address um, each other in a lot of terms of endearment that black people use normally in common black parlance are gender neutral. Mm-hmm. And so I want to go back to this idea that black people who are being hella violent and misgendering other black people and being hella transphobic, that's just a function of white supremacy. Yep. So stop doing it. Stop doing it. If y'all too, That's a word. That's, hey. That's a word. And this is really I don't a, think people really get that. Well, I want to, that's why I want to say it again. Mm-hmm. And so Very Smart Brothers, a publication we really support, we really read often. Mm-hmm. They have an article, which is essentially, which is straight black men are the white people of black people Mm -hmm. and if you go on very smart brothers website you can read that so just Mm -hmm. google very smart brothers straight black men are the white people to black people and we will have that um link available so you can just go ahead and check that out whenever we have a podcast we'll have that (laughs) link ready and available on our um, SoundCloud description. So please click on that link. You feel away. And please read the article um, because it's really talking about um, what Erica talks a, a lot about, which is a gender binary being violent for cis and trans women, but especially for trans women. But in the ways that it's violent towards cis women and fatal for cis women is the ways in which we uphold in the black community cis black men cis black yeah. men yeah. and the ways in which we don't hold them accountable in our communities yeah. for the violence that they do in a way in which we uplift their deaths especially at the hands of police violence more than we uplift the deaths of black women who die c- at the hands of black men of black men black and by the men. police absolutely concurrently yep and we don't talk about inter, inter intimate partner violence or mm-hmm. intercommunal violence openly mm-hmm. um, as it is performed by cishet black men on the cis black women in their life, the right. cis femmes in their life, right. as well as the trans femmes in their life. Right. All right, number three. He was raised by his mother, so he is feminine as a result. Similar to number two, this is idiocy. <laughs> Like it makes literally no sense because it implies one that the mother was feminine at all or that femininity is something that is passed down from a woman (laughs) and instilled into their children. That's not how femininity works. Femininity is taught. Right. So if you are taught that you're supposed to be feminine, well, I mean, it's not, it's just not ingrained, right? Mm -hmm. It is something that you learn. Mm -hmm. You learn, you experience, you learn how to navigate. There's things that you pick up on that you think are feminine and that you call it that, but there's nuance to femininity. And we've, we are so strict and just like the binary, so strict in calling it one thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just not. It, like it looks one particular way. Right. So if someone said this to me, which has happened before, I would ask, what does that look like for you? What does feminine look like to you? Right. Why do you think that that was feminine? Why do you think the mom is feminine? Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Trans women trick cis men. This is hard for me. Why? It's hard for me to address as <laughs> super violent. I don't think people understand how violent that statement is. Not that one, two and three are not just as violent. But that statement alone is just violent. Is that someone's identity would be a trick to someone else. Cis men opt into relationships with trans women. They know that they're trans women. They know what they are, what relationship or what sort of sexual intimacy they're about to engage in. Whatever it looks like, they know that. So no one is getting tricked. It's just a violent thing to say, to not own up to that you were with a trans woman. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Right. Be with trans women. Right. Hella fine. Right. (laughs) But it's also like there is this concerted effort on the part of people who adhere to the binary, particularly cis heterosexual black men, um, to denormalize relationships with trans women that they have commonly often and normally yeah um and it's once again it's back to that othering all trans women aren't queer that's another thing yeah there are yeah myriad heterosexual as well as queer trans women yeah and they engage in relationships with whoever the fuck they want to yeah whenever they want to and however they want to yeah and so to have this always be about like 
tricking cis men is an erasure of trans women who identify as queer and is also an erasure of the normalcy of these types of relationships. Yep. Um, yep. They're hella heads. They're hella heterosexual trans women. It's also a femophobic, right? So yeah. it's 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 always trans women are tricking cis men, but there's never talk about trans men. There's not this common rhetoric that trans men are tricking cis women or right. cis men. It's always trans women. The focus is always on trans women, which shows the patriarchal society that we live in right. and how that rules. That even someone that is a you know trans woman is being targeted in that particular way. Right. Especially black trans women where misogynoir is at play. Absolutely. Absolutely. Number five, pronouns are really hard. Pronouns are really hard. Um, they're not hard. Just use people's pronouns like you use people's names. That's all they are. And if you don't know someone's pronouns, then you could just use their name or you could describe their clothes. But you don't need to you don't need to um, assume people's pronouns or if someone tells you their pronouns, it's not necessarily hard. Maybe it takes some time to change. I could say with you that when I met you, you were using she, her pronouns. And then mid our relationship, you started using he, him pronouns. But I wasn't about to tell you that it's hard to work with your pronouns. Right. And it's, I wasn't finna accept that. Right. It's just, I need to get my life together and use your correct pronouns. Right. It is as if you went from Ebony to George but I have to literally get my life together and figure and say George, not Ebony. Right. And I'm thinking about changing my name to George, but I'm not sure. Yes. <sighs> no. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, pronouns aren't really hard, but they're really important. They're super important. It's just another per- It's a part of the, pr- it is literally their name. <laughs> like it's, a, it's, and it's not just for trans people. I want people to stop putting this yes. weight on us yes. and this pressure on it's us. Not, like we are trying to stem the tide of like, or we're changing the world or we're complicating gender and the old wet old world way of addressing people. No, like, right. and trying to bend things to our will. Like this is how gender works for us all. Right. It is not about trans people. Right. Pronouns are not about trans people. You should be asking every motherfucker they pronouns. You don't know a person is trans by looking at them. Or their pronouns. Or their pronouns. So ask everybody. But have that become a practice and a habit. Yeah. Stop making it seem like we all of a sudden, like trans people are just new. Yeah. Like trans people didn't exist before motherfuckers decided it was cool to say PGP. That's another stupid thing that people say. They think trans people existed well they just now existed they're just now existing it's a new thing now that we yes there's more visibility of trans folks but trans people have been around since the beginning of time yes and these have been your friends your co-workers yep. your lovers your you know sister baby mama best friend these have been people in our communities and in our lives yeah our entire lives yeah all right, so moving on from that, these are some top five takeaways about gender that are true. Take it away, Erica. I'm going to run through these rapid fires. Let's go. Okay, great. Number one, gender is fluid. Really? It's really fluid. Really, 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 really fluid. Not really fluid. It's actually fluid is all I mean. Okay. Um, sometimes we occasionally want to adopt that it's fluid and get really confused when a cis person uses gender neutral pronouns. It's fluid. Okay. <laughs> or when a cis person wears a dress, it's fluid. That doesn't necessarily make them trans or make them gender nonconforming. They are still cis. They just like to wear dresses. Yeah. Gender identity, gender expression, distinct. Yes. It's fluid. Gender is in your brain. You cannot see gender. I hope that everyone has that by now. If not, I have it on a jacket. Gender is not binary. We've said that several times. Gender is not binary. Four, gender expression, identity, sexual identity, and sex assigned at birth are all distinct. They do not inform each other. We've said, we went through that, but that is a literally one sentence summary of the authentic gender model. Five, trans women are women, trans men are men, and there are people who do not identify with bi the binary at all, and people who do not have or have chosen not to use language to identify their gender at all. All that means is, is that language is limiting. So while we have used a few markers of gender in this podcast episode, there are plenty of people who are still 
in the midst of discovering their gender and there may not ever be language for to describe it. Um, I recently had somebody ask me, did I feel like I was born in the wrong body? I've had somebody ask me, do I take my breasts down? I've had people ask me, and this is just like walking down the street or just, you know, mm-hmm. having breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not dinner. It's just regular dinner right. table they conversation. Say, right. You know, has just been the focus. Very intrusive. Yeah, focus on my body, and mm-hmm. it's really othering. Um, so don't do that. And it's yeah. othering in the same ways that focus on black bodies. Yeah. Can be othering. Yeah. Um, so all of that shit is very white supremacist based. And we do this. We did this podcast. Um, number one, because folk, we know we are, we have heavy traffic on my Instagram, I heart Erica and there's Ebony is on it often and folks will misgender him. And that's hard. I also talk about gender a lot. It's also, we tired of seeing black trans women dying. So we are truly hoping that you will bring this back to your community as a free gender workshop and utilize it. Because this is the information that's missing that has people murder trans women because they're trying to control. So again, it's just imperative that this information is seeps in. This is not an opinion. I know a lot of the work that we do is an opinion, even though I I would dare I say it's not that also that is not an opinion either. Right. But this is actually information that is true about gender. Right. This is not theory. No. And it's information about one of the many ways in which white supremacy is instituted and is pervasive in our communities. And that's through the gender binary. Yeah. And that is one way in which the most vulnerable cis and trans black women are continually harmed. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to reduce that harm, if you want to end that harm altogether, you do well to divest from such systems. So this has been a quick little bonus round of a podcast episode. Check us out next week. We love you. What are we talking about next week? Next week we'll be talking about relationships, friendships, lovers, scissor, that song y'all like. I can do the to the weekend. You like nine to five, I'm the weekend. Baby, lose a mind. It's always a song about a nigga, something centering a nigga and his desires. Again. Yep. And we come Once back again, full circle. Here we come back full circle. So we'll be talking about <laughs> friendships and relationships. That's going to be a really, really cute podcast that requires your ears. So be there or be square from Delaware. I like Delaware. Sorry, but be there. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. Thank you so much for your support and sharing the podcast. We love you. We are indebted to you. Over and out. Step back. Eat cookies.